Welcome back to the Bleach and Bothered podcast. My name is Layla Halbert. I'm your hostess with the mostess. And if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for being here. Hope you stick around. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet on Apple Podcasts, if you are an iPhone or Apple product user, please do that. Uh, give me five stars, leave a review, whatever you feel. Um, something is better than nothing, so don't be lazy. Thanks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way, um, today I am joined by my, I mean, we're friends, but like this is only actually the second time we've been face-to-face. Yeah, second time. Um, CJ, uh, what? What's your last name again? Smith. Smith. Okay, yes. I knew that. I totally knew that. We uh, were just at happy hour, and their their margaritas were had. Let's just they were they were very great. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're feeling loose, feeling good. Loose is a good term, I would say. What? I'm, I'm feeling loose is a good term. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like I have like, you know, when you like. Feel, do you ever feel like you have like water in your head and your brain's just like sloshing around in there? That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I, it's, it's been a while during since I had. Uh, I mean, we had a lot of margaritas and a little bit of a little bit of time. Listen, my son <laughs> is with his dad this weekend, so don't judge me. I know there's some fucking Karen out there that's like, oh my god, you're a mother. I'm like, yeah, but not tonight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Well. I mean, I was just kind of giving CJ the lowdown of, like, what was going to happen today. And, um, yeah, so I guess maybe we should start with our bothered things. That's kind of a good little icebreaker. Sure, I'm with it. Do you have one? Um, Ready? Prepared? Do you want me to go first? I I mean, you can go first, but I have one. It might be the same one. We talked about it earlier. No, it's not going to be the same one, I promise. So, okay, I don't know. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the show before I'm, I may have like mentioned it in passing but I cannot stand being licked by animals Ugh. dogs specifically but really any animal um and I also hate when other people allow their animals to lick them in my presence <laughs> I cannot deal it's so gross to me, like not even just like the actual act of the animal licking you, but like the sound it makes. I'm like mm. a very like audio person, like got it, yeah, audio person. Oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like a like a there's a word for this that I can't think of, but um, like sounds like c- can drive me really crazy. No, I get it. Um, so yeah, and it's just gross. Like fucking dogs are fucking licking their assholes all day. And nasty. They, and then, then they're licking your face. Yeah, like, it's no. a no for me. It's no, it's a no. I mean, I think there's probably someone out there that would argue that there's humans that lick other humans' assholes too, and then they lick your face. I mean, I brush my teeth after. But <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, an animal just like seems worse to me. I don't know. I don't know where the logic is in that, but I'm not down. I hate it. I The girl that I see that does my nails, she has a little dog that um, hangs out in the salon and she'll like go under the table and like lick my feet while no. I'm getting my nails done. And I'm like, absolutely not. No. Get away from me. Yeah. I'm like, I get you like your dog and it's like hanging out in here and like whatever. She's fine. But like, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, that's not the kind of that's foreplay hard... that I'm into. No, not definitely not. Not at all. Definitely not. <laughs> and, and, you're, and, and, and 
if it's a pedicure, you're not supposed to, you know. Well, it's not. Wet. Okay. But want to make sure, you know. Yeah, that would be extra weird. It's like <laughs> you even let your dog like lick acetone like that. All right. Well, if you look at ass, you guys see less acetone. It's, <laughs> it's not too far away. I guess that's the logic there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not too different. Shit's already getting weird. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your turn. Um, I mean, if we're going to stay in the realm, realm of animals. You can um, say whatever you want. No, you can share more than one. I don't care. But this is an actual thing that bothers me to the core. Um, and I do own it. I have a dog. I have a small dog, 10-pound dog. Um, he's very well trained. He's very nice. What kind of dog? He's a Bichon cockapoo. Um, his name is Mr. Big. I know he's ten pounds, but anyway. Oh, what the what a what a? A Bichon cockapoo. He's one of those dogs that they don't shed. They're very you know okay. like one of those luxury dogs. But my dog is very well trained, and nothing bothers me more is when people have dogs that aren't trained. Amen. It is the absolute worst, and then even worse is when they pretend like this is the first time the dog ever didn't listen to them. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is an everyday occurrence. Your dog didn't all of a sudden wake up and like, I'm not going to listen to my master today. I don't want any <laughs> treats. Like, no, you have a terrible, terrible dog. Go to obedience training, YouTube some videos. Something. Something. Like, I cannot stand a dog that comes up, comes up to my dog or comes up to me in particular. And like, they're jumping, hollering, barking. Like, yeah. no. Train your dog. Tighten up the leash. It's, it's not okay with them. And then, then, then on top of that, these are the same people who typically don't clean up after their dog. Like, I, that, that's, like, my biggest pet peeve. Like, train your dog, clean up after them. Like, yeah, this is Seattle. There are bags everywhere. We, yeah. we give you free bags. It, it, you shouldn't, yeah. no. Yeah, there's definitely nothing worse than, like, being at the park with your kid or being on a walk or whatever and stepping in dog shit. It's, like, yeah. it's the fucking sidewalk. Like, if you're out in the woods, like, going on a hike and, like, you you know, your dog runs out into the bushes somewhere mm-hmm. off the trail and takes a shit and you don't clean it up, that's different. Absolutely. But... But, like, you're at the park. Literally anything else is unacceptable. Yeah. I'm um, like, really? I just had to step in dog shit because you were too lazy to walk over here and clean up after your motherfucking dog? No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and, and you have some really nice shoes that you're wearing earlier. I would feel very bad if, you know... Even if my shoes weren't nice, I still don't want to step in dog shit. <laughs> never. Yeah. No, I'm with you. There's never a good time. You can no, be... there's not. But the worst time will be barefoot. Yeah, well, that's why I don't go barefoot. <laughs> so That's another pet peeve. We can talk about that later. No, we can talk about it now if you want. <laughs> I don't like barefoot barefoot people. It's, it's disgusting outside. I'm you're, barefoot right now. You're, you're inside. You're inside. Oh, it's only outside. When you're outside walking barefoot and you, you want to walk, that's disgusting to me. There are so many things that are in this world. That you're that's, just stepping. I think in. that's definitely an East Coast thing. What, walking barefoot? No, like the fact that you think it's gross. Oh, that must be an East Coast thing then. That's so disgusting. Yeah, a bunch of hippies around here. They don't care. Yeah, but don't try to come to my house barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> I will Lysol wipe this shit out of your feet. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, I don't really, I mean, unless I'm like at the beach. Beach is okay. Or whatever, but like you're not gonna catch me just like walking down the sidewalk with no shoes on. That's disgusting. I feel like wearing socks or shoes at the beach, it's the same way of not wearing shoes anywhere else in the world. Like the I've seen people who've worn sneakers and like socks at the beach and that's just Yeah, weird I don't to me. get that. It's very weird to me. I don't get it. Like if you didn't get a pedicure, it's okay. Like I like no. Because you're just gonna get sand inside your shoes, you might as well just not wear them and skip the extra layer. Right? People, I don't know. People are weird. That's true. People are weird. That's for sure. <laughs> That's, yep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, I feel a little better now that I've talked shit about dog owners and their licking habits and training habits. (laughs) I have a friend who, uh, she's a, she's a really amazing dog trainer. Actually. It's what she does. She has a company called boss dogs. Mm. Um, and she works with dogs that are like puppies up to like older dogs, senior dogs, whatever, and everything in between. And she's amazing. When we had our dog, we sent, he was like six or seven when we sent him to her and he came back like totally different. Really? Wow. Yeah. She's incredible. I need to have her on the pod, but (laughs) I would love to hear what she has to say about what we're talking about right now. I mean, Seattle or even Washington in general, we're a very dog friendly like state and Seattle as a city, but I just, I don't know. I feel like people, I mean, I'm not from here. I live here now, but I respect the rules. Like we talked about this earlier about respecting rules. I may not agree with them, but if it's a rule, like, okay, there's a reason why this rule is in place. But, yeah. You know, I, I feel like we need What's to. What's your sign? I'm an Aries. Interesting. Mm, tell me more. Interesting. You, you're, you like to follow the rules and yet you're an Aries. Oh that no, is... I don't like to follow the rules. Well, you do though. In the situation that benefits me. Okay, well, we're going to have to, we might have to unpack this a little bit more. <laughs> I, 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 or, or things that I, I, I think is being logical, like okay. picking up after your dog is logical. Yeah. Like, I, and there's never been a time, like, okay, there, it's, it, we live in Seattle, it's pouring down raining. There's been times where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to pick up this shit because it's pouring down raining, and I still do. Yeah. So I feel like everyone else could have the same. Yep, that's true. But I, I'm I'm not one for I'm I'm a very very much so I don't want to say an anarchist but oh <laughs> I want to go that far but I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not a typical follower of yeah. the rules but some rules make sense I would say yeah I'm an Aries Moon but that's different than being an Aries Sun I've heard of these things before you don't know I know all about them actually do you know your uh... yes I know my birth time I did all the I did all the math what's your what's your moon and your rising um, I, I'm a Leo rising I don't recall what my moon is okay now it's making more sense ah, so I'll come <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pisces Virgo Aries okay yeah it's very conflicting. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. all very conflicting. I have you, one of everything. You just confused me all very much. Water, yeah. earth, and fire. Well, well, what time were you born? Uh, well, I was born at like six thirty-three p.m. or whatever, but I was born in Brazil, so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think something like that. I have it in the app. Yeah, I have the. I I, I do have the app. <laughs> I will say I do have the app. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it's like the time you're born and then the longitude and latitude that like gives you your chart or whatever, but yep. This is new to me, but like, I, I I need to get all the advantage I can get, you know, I need to know more about myself to be, you know, it's, it's important. Totally. It's important. So totally. I know it's funny. I like, we, I talk about astrology a little bit on this podcast, like because whenever I bring it up, most of the time people are like, wait, what? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Da-da. And um, Or like, oh, I don't really believe in that. I'm like, okay, but it's like literally just math and science. Yeah. So like, you don't believe in math and science? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for, for the people who don't believe in astrology, it's, it's li- it literally is science. Because when you were born, that's the constellation that's directly above you know, Earth at that time, like it—it it literally correlates to your birth. Like, yeah, it absolutely does. 
Um, so yeah. th and that's just like the basics. Like when you start going into like the moons, like what's rising and all that, like it's very different, but it's all based in science. It's, it's not, yeah. it's not like someone it's, made this up. You what's know? hilarious to me is like the same people who will shit on astrology are the same people who like live by the like Myers-Briggs or like Enneagram. Uh, I'm like, it's uh, literally, it's basically the same it's thing. It's the same thing. In fact, I would argue that astrology is actually more like factual than those other personality tests because it's literally just science and math yeah but anyway <laughs> <laughs> let me just sit here and act like i know exactly what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> no but i mean I, I i think that that comes down to just like human belief right like the reason like why like i'm like christian is because i'm like my parents were right yeah like i, I have no other ba like do I believe whatever? Like, yes, but like, I have no other basis for that. But on top of that, it's like, why do we believe the things that we believe about, like, science? It's because, like, that's what we were taught. But, like, do you think that, like, we live very, very far from, like, these constellations and these stars, but do you think that these energies don't have an effect on us here on Earth? Yeah, like, how? How, how, like, how are they, they not? How are they not? Like, they are literally energy. Like, in science, like, they're, the, they're, they're energy. Yeah. And you think that doesn't affect you, that you were born at the same time that this constellation was directly above, you know, the, 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 the Earth when you were born? Like, it... I think it absolutely has some sort of correlation. Yeah. You, know? you, you, you can, uh, tell me tell me if I'm wrong. Like, you've oftentimes like, met someone of like, I bet you're this sign and, and they were. Yeah. Or if but they I'm were, also a Pisces, so uh, the intuition is a little bit on a higher level higher. than yes, some others. So there's that to account for. But um, yeah, no, totally. And it's actually kind of one of my favorite things to do. And I don't get it right every time. But usually when I meet someone and they tell me whatever their sun sign is and they mm -hmm. might not know the rest, maybe they do. But like usually because it's all about how they all work in combination to like kind of create your unique yeah, definitely. chart, right? Yeah. So it's like just because somebody's sun sign is, you know, whatever it is, the rest of their chart definitely plays a part, mm -hmm. which is why I think a lot of people think astrology is bullshit because yeah. they only know their sun the sign. The one, the one, yep. And they're yep. like, well, I don't relate to this at all. It's like, okay, well, you probably would relate more to like your rising or maybe your moon or maybe yeah. your whatever, you know, but you just write it off without knowing anything about it and you're yeah. missing out on an opportunity to get to know yourself better. Absolutely. That's what I meant before when I said like me getting to know myself. Like it makes sense, right? Because if every Aries was the same, then every areas would be the same. So it makes sense that there are other factors that go into making yep. you unique. You know, that's why it's like specifically like your time of birth, your time of birth, your latitude, longitude, and all that stuff. Like it makes sense because you're an, an individual. That's why like every Aries that I've met has we haven't been the exact same. Because you have to go, you have to go deeper, right? You know? So what's what's funny and also kind of a little bit kind of going opposite of what we're talking about is so Berkeley my friend that you know, um, she's been on the podcast before, but uh, her and I have the same sun, moon, and rising. Interesting. But we're, we're, we're similar in a lot of ways, but like she, I'm, she's a lot more outgoing than I am. Huh. And um, like there's different, we've done, we've compared like other personality tests. Like we've done, her mom did our like numerology for us. Nice. And they were pretty similar, but they were definitely, there were some differences um, and like, uh, in like the Enneagram and like all that stuff like even though like a lot of our stuff is very similar we're still like very different people um, we have a lot in common that's why she's one of my good friends yeah. but um, it's just interesting I've never met anyone else who has had my exact same sun moon and rising so fun yeah. fact
Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. That's that's like why or like how like I explain twins as far as like you can be born like seven minutes apart or whatever and be different. But if you look, if you go a little bit deeper and you look into like the signs and the astrology, you're like, wow, like they probably would line up exactly with, with that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, just because you're raised in the same household, like you can wonder how people can be drastically different. It's like, yeah, that, that is the impact right there. You can, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very different. So, well, and then the way you relate to other people who are different than you based on what your chart is plays a huge role. Like I've, I've, I've been able to pick out patterns and notice patterns and different things in like Uh, friendships and like romantic relationships and stuff. Now that I've learned more that I'm like, Oh like why I don't date Gemini men anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... It's a no for me. I mean... The, the... <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that. I feel like I say that on every fucking episode. Everyone's like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. They make... their friends... And friendship relationships, fine. But romantic, hell no. Stay away. I mean, you got to know which, you know, which, which category, which lane to put people in, right? Like if it doesn't... like. I think you can look back historically. Somewhat, at least. Yeah, you can look back historically, like at your own, you know, dating history, and like map people out, and really, literally map out like why things didn't work out compared to yourself. Like I challenge people to actually do that, and and that's the reason why like I started getting more into it because like it was like spot on. It was like uh-huh. wow. I was like okay, like the universe is literally speaking to me right yeah. now. Well, and the thing that's cool is that when you have that information, you can also kind of see like, okay, these are our weak points. Yeah. These are the things we aren't going to agree on or that we wouldn't typically agree on, but but with some tweaking, you know, there can be more communication or whatever the, whatever yeah. needs to happen to, uh, to make it work if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but if you're not even willing to even think that that's a thing that exists or makes sense or is real then you can't really go to that next level but i'm kind of obsessed with figuring out how people work yeah hence the podcast i, I mean <laughs> I, I mean i am as well i am as well and and I, I think the the further that i go in life the more that i realize that like what i thought about people or the more that i i thought i knew about people the more i realized like i, I knew nothing Right. And it's like, I, I, like people are so drastically different, but also so much the same. And it's like, it's, 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 it's almost like an oxymoron, but it's like, you know, you got to push away the differences and bring together the, the things that, that, you know, that bring us together. But it's like, it's interesting just to see like how people function differently, you know, how they react to the, you know, to things differently. And, yep. You know, and it's like, you know, oftentimes we want to put our own like thoughts or our own experiences like into situations, but not everyone has gone through the things that we've gone through, and they, so, yeah. they won't, so they won't react the same way. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I have a lens now where it's like I have to st- take a step back and realize, like, okay, this person may be interpreting something very differently from the way that I normally would. So let me try to take in at least some factors of their background to try to figure out, like, why that was the case. And it helps us be able to not only better un- to understand ourselves, but understand other people. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah, for sure. Damn. I get deep a little bit. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I love I love an astrology tangent. I really do. Oh. But kind of I want you to kind of share share with the people a little bit about just you specifically, like where you're from, how you got to Seattle, what sure. you do, all that good stuff. Um so tell me the things. <laughs> I'm an East Coast kid, born and raised. Uh, I was actually born in New Jersey. Most people know me from New York. I spent a lot of time in New York in my most recent 
uh, years of existence. <laughs> but uh, I, I've been visiting Seattle since 2014, always loved it. Um, had an opportunity to move out here uh, this past November. Um, I jumped at the opportunity. I, I've always loved Seattle, so the opportunity to live here was great. Um, we had we had COVID as uh, <laughs> the rest of the world had, so it was very different in like what I thought Seattle was going to be. But I got to spend a lot of time uh, just getting to know like Seattle and like the, its history and kind of like how we got to where we were today. Um, but now I'm here. Um, it's been almost a year that I've been in Seattle, so. Um, I don't know. I've been exploring, trying to get out and, and do more outside of the actual, actually Seattle, trying to do more in the state of Washington. And you know, I've been down to Oregon. I plan to go to Idaho next month. So I hear shit's popping off in Idaho. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous about that. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But like being born and raised on the East Coast, I spent, you know, 32 years of my life in, in the Northeast and this is my first year on the West Coast, Pacific Northwest, and you know it's been. I mean, no one could have predicted COVID, right? But like, it's been. Yeah. It's been. I mean, I've I, I've I've made the best of it. You know, I think in any situation yeah. that happens to you, you have to make the best of it. I mean, you know, I met you during this time. You know, so. Well, so what was crazy was that I was down here in Seattle with my friend Berkeley, um, for a weekend, and it, it was we went on a Sunday to go watch a Seahawks game at some bar. I think they were playing the Eagles. And Eagles. <laughs> an Eagles fan. And yeah. And we we so, lost that game, I remember. <laughs> and you were there with whoever, a bunch of people. And I was with Berkeley and all her friends. And I don't know, I think we were like at the tables like right next to each other. And I don't know who started talking to who or what this happened. Was this was before COVID. Yeah, this is yeah. Pre COVID times. Um and then we ended up just like kind of like bar hopping the rest of the day. Uh, but that was like, I feel like you were saying that you like, you had like just moved. Yeah. Literally here. that week actually, maybe like two weeks before that. Yeah, yeah. It was like literally just moved. Um, and then we were like, we're all hanging out all day. And like, I think we like ended up getting to talking at some point and just kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of clicked a little bit. Um, and then just like kept in touch via like social media. And then I was like, I had just started the podcast like probably a month before. And so, uh, fast forward a few months later to like probably February or something. Uh, and we were like talking about like doing a podcast, whatever, doing an episode. And then we had it on the schedule. It was. And I think it was like the week before you were supposed to come up yep. that everything got locked down. I was yep. like, well, so much <laughs> for that. But here we are a year later. Yes, a year later. But What the fuck? It's been a fucking year since I was down that weekend and like how what so much shit has happened. It's like literally almost exactly a year. How? Yeah. And like. I feel like millennia has passed since that time. Like we're we're definitely in a different place, different times. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, what a what a what an interesting uh, time to just be like not only moving to a new place but like literally the opposite side of the country. Yeah. Did you know anybody when you moved here? Um, I know a few people. Like I I've been just visit- from visiting. I've been visiting Seattle. I had a few former coworkers who who lived here. Okay. Um but it was it was it was an or an, an organic like let's start here let's do this um 
like I like I said, born and raised in the Northeast, so having yeah. the opportunity to come do something different, like I jumped at it. So yeah. Yeah. So what exactly do you do for work? Because I don't know if I even actually know. <laughs> you actually don't. I don't think. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I do work for Amazon. Okay. I'm one of those. Um, that's the reason why I moved to Seattle. But I do work in HR. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. So I support. Um, like all the teams that I have, like we're, we do all things internal. So um, it's employee services or HR technology is what I support. That's my world. We don't do anything fun externally, anything that anyone would know about, but we make people happy internally here at Amazon. So that's, that, that's our goal, essentially. Okay. So were you working for Amazon when you moved here already and you just was like a transfer kind of thing? No. Or like what? I actually worked for Amazon previously and I left. Oh. <laughs> Um, so I'm big into music. I love music. Like, okay. and, I, and I got, I had an opportunity to go work for Spotify, okay. um, before they went public and Spotify, they're big on podcasts as well. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Spotify what? They're big on podcasts. Like yeah. They, my, um, my podcast is on Spotify. That, that was my plug. I was giving you the plug. Because <laughs> <laughs> you only mentioned Apple music earlier. I just want to Well, because throw... you can't leave reviews on Spotify. That's very true. But you can still listen. Well, so, yeah, you can listen on Spotify, um, but I, I'm trying to get those reviews in. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'll be sure to leave a review as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I got the opportunity to go for Spotify, and it was awesome. This was before they went public, so I spent some time in Sweden, which was awesome. Like, Sweden was, like, I mean, you can go to Europe, you're just great, like, but, like, Scandinavia is very different in the sense of, like, if I'm going to be stereotypical for a minute, like, everyone's, like, over six feet tall, like, men and women. So, and I'm over six feet tall, I'm a six two, but I, it's very rare that I run into an opportunity where I meet a woman who is taller than I am, let alone the vast majority of women <laughs> that are taller than I am. Um, it ain't me. <laughs> so it was very different, but I had that opportunity to go there and it, it, it was great. I, I, I learned a lot. Um, then I went to another bad company, not a bad, great, great company, Facebook. I worked for Facebook for, for a little oh, shit. bit. Um, I've been in the tech world for a while. Okay. Um, and then I came back to Amazon. I had a great opportunity to come back to Amazon. Um, it makes some real impact. So I, I get to do a lot within the community here in Seattle as well. So um, having that balance, I, I just you know, and it makes me feel really good. So I, I, I am happy with the role that I have in the company. But um, if I'm going to be frank, I know that there are a lot of people who you know talking about like billionaires like paying their fair share and all that stuff. And like you know, it's not a secret that I've been a very active like person like in the like protest world and things like that so it's kind of weird to be like working for a billionaire and then like being on the other side as well so like that's been really different uh being here in seattle yeah so how did you like how did you get your foot in the door like in the tech industry like is that what you went to school for like no <laughs> how, how did how, what's uh, how did that all happen I think, so I, I do a lot around like hiring, developing, things like that. And the one thing that I'll say is like, I've always heard this, like it's not what you know, but it's who you know. And that's, and that's so true. Like I just so happened to have like a, someone who worked at the company that I worked at um, and were working at Amazon, saw that worked at the same company, was like, yeah, I'm gonna hire you. Um, and the, like the rest made my career. Um, so it was, an opportunity, I would say, that kind of got me in the door, and I've been in there ever since, which I which I like, and I'm very very grateful for. Um, but I think in any aspect, in any career job that you're trying to get into, like networking is the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's really important for sure. 
I mean, I can't think of really any job or industry where that doesn't play some sort of role. I mean, I'd have to think pretty hard to figure one out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, all right. So, so like, I'm, I'm twofold on that, right? Like, I think it's great that the fact that if, if you wanted to come work for Amazon and we had a role that you were fit for, like, just because I am who I am and I'm like, this person's great, like, you would at least get an interview. You would probably get more than an interview. You probably would get a job as long as you don't say anything stupid, to be honest. Um, but I think the other no side promises. of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the other side of that, I think that that's the problem with, like, I guess, I don't know, capitalism maybe is just like nepotism, right? In the sense of if if you're my cousin, I'm going to give you a job because you're my cousin, but I'm giving you this job that you're not qualified for. And, you know, I feel like that becomes a problem. So I think there's two sides to it, right? But I think, you know, I, I had the opportunity to network with people who were influential and they got me in the door. I don't think I'm special by any means, but they, they helped me out. And I did, I, I'm doing the job, so apparently they like me, so. Yeah. <laughs> It all worked out. So do you see yourself like doing what you're doing now for the foreseeable future? Or is it kind of just like, well, it works for now, but if something else were to come up or like, do you know what I mean? Like, is there something, like if you could do whatever you wanted, any job, whatever, like if you could pick anything, would it be what you're doing right now or would it be something else? Hell no, I hate my job. I'm just good at it. <laughs> if I'm going to be real, if I'm going to be real, I, I think there are a lot of people who fall into that category. Like we have expectations of what a job is going to be, and it ends up not being that. And then we we, yeah. we, we then turn into like the this incentive where like okay, if I work until this week, I get paid this week, and we just work towards a paycheck. Like I'm very very good at my job, not to toot my own horn, but like am I satisfied by it? As far as like it challenges me, like no, I can do this shit with my eyes closed. To be completely honest. Things, the thing that drives me personally, like I'm, I'm very much so a history buff. So if, if I can teach history or just be around that and just learn more about like origins, I, I love language and discovering like, like I think lingu uh, linguistics is, is an amazing like story to tell as far as like why people speak certain languages in certain places. It, it, it fascinates me, mm. but it, that doesn't pay the bills. Fascination doesn't pay the bills. So if I can do anything that I, that I wanted to do, I'd be, I'd be in that world. But I think that my, my, my talents are very well suited where I am, um, so why not get a paycheck for doing it? That's kind of how go. I look at it, if I'm going to be honest about it. so Yeah, that's fair. So uh, just, just based on our very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not limited, there we go. Yeah. Limited previous conversation to today uh, and just scrolling through your... Instagram, whatever. <laughs> um, it looks like you, before all this COVID shit was going on, had some sort of travel goal that you were working towards. Tell me about that. Uh, well, I do love to travel. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate of traveling. Um, I personally, I, I grew up very poor, like the poorest of the poor. And once I started being able to see the world, it, it, it really told me or taught me that I was smaller than what I thought I was in the sense of like, I have this ego because I'm American. Like I expect everyone, every place that I go to, I expect everyone to speak English. And like, it's weird for me to like, okay, why don't you speak English? I have like, this, I don't know, this America, whatever. Um, but once I started traveling, I started going to places that, you know, weren't like your typical tourist destinations and things like that. It started making, it's, it made me really realize that like, 
the things that I complain about here are like nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and but it also, you know, just learning that like, you know, we're very America centric. Like, you know, I said that I was a history buff, so I learned about all the stuff that's going on in the world with America. But you don't realize that the rest of the world is going on as well at the same time. And very rarely do we learn about those things here in the states, as far as like what was going on in like J Japan or India during you know, you know, the Civil War. Or things. We don't know. Like, yeah. I would challenge anyone to tell me what was going on anywhere else in the world during those times. We we don't know. So, um, I totally forgot my point just now. Um, Loving to travel. Oh yeah, but, 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 but yeah, getting yeah. back to travel, like, like traveling taught me that, like going to places and realizing that other folks had, you know, histories and and things like that, and like how they came to be and like. You know, it, it was very telling for me. But the biggest thing for me with traveling was like being a black man, being a black American was the first time that I went, I was ever just called an American without any prefix. Like I was in France and I was asking for something like, oh, this, look, look at this American. And they, it wasn't African American, it wasn't black American. Like they just saw me as just being an American. Like I was just a regular ignorant American. You know, and, and, and I, I never had I never had more pride in like that someone just saw me as just being what what I actually am. Like I actually am American. Like I don't know my my African roots by any means. Only the roots the roots that I know are my American roots. Yeah. So I consider myself to be American. And like for someone, like I can't even be in my own country and someone just call me American. But to be outside of my own country and, and you know, so I, I love that. That was the, that was the, that would spark. That's what sparked the travel bug for me. So I started traveling a lot and getting around, and I started learning how to travel for cheap. And you know, getting discounts and points and the whole nine yards. So like, it was actually cheaper for me to go travel to another country sometimes than it would be to like travel anywhere in the U.S. So um, I learned a lot. I think I was up to like thirty some odd countries before COVID. Damn. Yeah. That's um, a lot. It's a lot. A lot of countries. How the hell do you like work that into your schedule and like still working full time? And yeah. So Facebook. <laughs> They were, I had an amazing boss, and okay. she was just like, as long as you're working and you get your work done, I don't care where you are. And this was before COVID. So I went to like Singapore, I went to Japan, and I was like working like US hours. So I was working like three o'clock in the morning over there. Um, but it was cool, because I, I didn't have to use any, like, any PTO. Excuse me. But then on top of that, I'm, I'm, I'm very savvy when it comes to like hotels, flights, and things like that, and getting, getting the most bang um, for your buck, excuse me. Um, so being able to work it out where it's like inexpensive, as well as you know you're working out with your job, like you know it works out very well. Um, so, yeah. what's your favorite place you've been to so far? Um, Singapore is definitely up there. I love Singapore. It it is okay. the cleanest country that you could ever go to. Like if I if I dropped a hot dog on the street, first off, Singapore wouldn't sell hot dogs because they're too bougie. <laughs> <laughs> but but if they did Hypothetically. Hypothetically, <laughs> this hypothetical hot dog, if I dropped it on the street, you, you very well might pick it up and eat it. Um, it is the cleanest place. Like there's no crime there. Like the crime rate is literally zero. Like really? the, literally it's zero. There's no crime in Singapore. There's no drugs in Singapore. Like the only dr the only drug is alcohol. You can, you can buy drinks, but you can't buy you can't get anything. Huh. Yeah. So that was cool, but at the same time, I also like the little small island called Curacao. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved it. The people there were like the nicest people, like the locals, the nicest people ever. Like some of the workers at the, at the hotel were like, "Hey, we get off at eight. Like, what are you guys doing?" And they took us to like a local party, and it was it was like four bucks to get in. 
all you could drink. We had the rum punch. It was amazing. And it was like, we were, we were like partying with the people who worked at the hotel. One of the cool, like just the people themselves were like amazing. So I, I, I love those. Those, those were my, like my top two. Okay. Do you usually travel just alone or like how do you, yeah, yes? A little bit of, a little bit of, a little bit of. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to sneak in a vacation every once in a while. Oh, you know? really? <laughs> every once in a while, you know, when you rack up enough points, you know, you can, you can splurge a little bit to bring a companion, you know, so. But um, I used to do a lot of group trips, actually. Okay. Um, but then you know how that goes. Like everyone's like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Hey, and then when it comes down to actually starting to book shit, that's yeah. why I'd, I travel alone you, most of the time. You're on the beach by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, sorry, I don't have the patience. Um, unless I'm like doing something with my family, but then I still am the one who's planning everything. I'm uh-huh. like, just Venmo me your share. Exactly. And good. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I'll that. plan it all. But. Yeah, definitely. I definitely enjoy solo travel. I don't like having to like worry about what other people want to do. You're on your own schedule. Or when they want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Solo travel is the best. Like when I solo solo travel, it's like you're right. It's just like it's all me. Um, you you do kind of like miss you know having someone to talk to while you're. Yeah, out, there's definitely those moments when you're like, oh man, I wish I had some a group of people to like you know go whatever. But it's like. You just get over yourself and you meet people and you like figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, but it's harder when you're in a country where they don't speak English. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah, I've only been to three countries outside of the U.S., so I feel like a travel rookie right now. <laughs> we can uh, we can we can argue some more points. We get you some, <laughs> some more stripes. We get you some more stripes. I mean, it's less about like actually like. I don't know, just with my time that I have being a parent, we talked about this a little yes. bit, but when you're going, especially when you're traveling outside of the country, it's like you got to have at least a week or two to be able to do something like that. Yeah. And that's just not, it's not my reality right now, but someday. I mean, it's also proximity, right? Like in Seattle, it's much more difficult to go like to the Caribbean. Like folks who live in Miami, I'm pretty sure they've probably been to every island. Like, and being from New York, Traveling to any island, it's like under 200 bucks round trip. So, True. Yeah. So we can do a weekend trip to like Turks and Caicos and come back on Monday. And Yeah, you know. I guess I didn't really think about yeah. that. But we're, we're, the only place we can go here now is like Canada. Well, we can't go to Canada now. Can't go to Canada now. But back <laughs> in the day, like, you know, or even Hawaii, like they're probably like the only two. And that's still a part of the United States. So it's very yeah. different. Like on the East Coast, like to go to Europe, it's, it's you know, a six-hour flight. But from here, it's like 14 hours. Probably and you'll plus you'll probably have a layover. That's so wild. Yeah. I'm like I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we we have we have we have the best summers here in Seattle. It, it, although the whole three months that we get. Although I was gonna say year. I've only experienced one summer here so far. So my my. That's so crazy. Yeah. Literally, I know I keep saying it, but I keep forgetting that you've only been here a year. That's so wild. I know it is. I, first of all, it feels like I've been here longer personally. Um, what did you do like all during like the like lockdown and shit well you were protesting I protested every day. a lot <laughs> I I'm protested like wait a I lot. answered my own question protested a lot yeah um, I, I did manage to avoid being arrested which is awesome okay let's get into that because uh, you were like going hard in the paint like mm-hmm. I, I mean obviously I only see what I see on like Instagram and mm-hmm. stuff but um, 
yeah, when all that shit started going down with when, you know, I think it was all sparked by when George Floyd mm-hmm. was murdered and then it kind of just went from there. Uh, yeah, just how, how, how was all of that for you? Like being in Seattle and being at so many different protests and different things like, I don't know, you can just, you know, that's it. a great question. Um, like for me being someone who's not from here and like, you have to understand like COVID was going on. So we're all in lockdown, quarantine's going on. Like I didn't know very many people here in, in Seattle. Um, so I feel like just like a lot of people in this country, we saw something happen and we were just outraged. And me being, like I've always been an activist, like I've always been, like I've always had the activist heart, but be, we're watching that. I just wanted to go outside and do something. I didn't know that there were protests going on when I first went outside. And I went outside the first day, got tear gas, got maced the whole nine yards. And I was like, you know, I'm going back the second day. I, don't, I didn't feel like right. And the second day there were folks that were outside and um, Westlake Center, like cleaning up and all this stuff. I'm like, wow, these people who were out here cleaning up, none of these people were here yesterday protesting. And that was actually the first day that I actually led and like rallied a protest. Um, and it was peaceful. It was just like, we just wanted our, our voices and our frustrations heard. I think for me, being in Seattle and being a place that's predominantly white, it was very powerful for me to see that people who didn't look like me that were standing up for me. And I've never experienced that. Um, and I'm like starting to tear up right now, but like, there was a genuine joy to know that like there were people who didn't experience the things that I experienced growing up who were like, hey, like I don't fully understand, but like I'm here with you. Yeah. And I feel like that support cascaded so much throughout like the protest. Like we were like we're coming up on 150 days straight of protesting here in Seattle. Um, and I do think that like the messages have been like mixed and like lost and like there's been you know things that have happened but I think it's a beautiful thing being in the city that we're in where like we're, it's not like where I'm from like in New York like you know you're forced to tolerate race because everyone's different it's it's a, such a melting pot but here we don't have that but yeah I actually felt more loved and more you know respected than at home here with people who didn't look like me because they were being vulnerable and saying like hey like I never knew that this existed yeah. You know, and I and I and I wish that stayed the narrative and we kept, you know, driving that home because I feel like that's what's going to heal this country. Like it's not going to be hate, it's always going to be love. Yeah. And any person that even people who are against the things that I stood for, it was never met with hate. Like you're totally entitled to your own opinion. But I just feel like this movement have, has been welcomed overwhelmingly with love. Um and, and like day after day, like going out there trying to make change and like the, just seeing things like here in Seattle, like the city council passing laws and, you know, changing things up, like like defunding the police and reallocating resources to, um, you know, indigenous and people of color's communities. I think it's amazing. As Seattle is a very, very rich city. It's all, it always has been. Yeah. Um, but I think even more important than all that, I just think that the folks who are recognizing privilege and recognizing that some people have a more difficult time than other folks. You know, even even if you're not even talking, just talking about like blacks, like just, you know, immigrants, like people who aren't natively, not even, I can't even say natively, but, yeah. you know, I guess, you know, had centuries of folks who lived here before them. It's very, very, very different. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, you know, the protests, you know, we're, we're going into the rainy season, going into, you know, it being cold outside and things like that. but. I think the voice of the movement has been heard. 
I think it's been heard throughout the country. And I think, I, I just hope that the vast majority of people understand that like we are more alike than different, like 100% yeah. of the time. Well, and I think that the way, and I've talked about this before on the show, but like the way the timing worked out with just the fact that we were all at home, mm-hmm. or most of us, yeah. Um, and there's no entertainment. Nothing else. There's nothing going on. No movies, it's no sports. Nothing. Literally forces to people it. to pay yeah. attention. And I know that that was my personal experience, especially because I grew up yeah. in this area. And where I live, it's even more white than it is here, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can believe that. Um, <laughs> 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 and so, like, I, yeah, I just remember just the light bulb going off and just being like, holy shit, how did I not realize that these things have been going on forever and whatever anyway um but if it hadn't have been for this whole covid situation like i don't know what it would have looked like or you know when i would have learned these things or you know that that kind of so it's 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 kind of like this you know obviously a global pandemic is not ideal and there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of people who have like really suffered from it and who have gotten sick and who have died and that's horrible but also it kind of forced the entire country and the world really to pay attention to the important shit that we should be paying attention to and not distracting ourselves constantly with whatever else um but yeah it's and then and then the timing of it working up and then coming up on an election year as well you kind of it kind of makes you think like somebody's got their hand in what's going on right now i don't know what you believe in or if it's you know whatever the universe whatever you want to call it like there is some some sort of orchestrated thing going on right now and i'm hopeful that it will kind of catapult at least our country into a better uh what's the word Projectory? Is that the word? Trajectory? Trajectory, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, projectory? That's not right. It's a killer. It's a killer. Trajectory, uh-huh. like, into, like, our future, and, like, hopefully great. things will start kind of going on the upswing. Fingers crossed! If you haven't voted, please fucking vote. Yes, absolutely. For my name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> vote blue, please. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it's just wild when you, like, kind of look at the the grand scheme of things in the big picture and see like how everything kind of intertwines and works together. And yeah, it'll be very, I'm very, I'm very nervous and I'm very curious to see like what is going to happen in the next few weeks. No, myself as well. But I think regardless, like, like even if Biden wins, like the world is going to change or America isn't going to change like overnight. Of course not. And the yeah. biggest thing is like, we need to continue to be act. We need to hold these, these folks accountable like who are in elected office, like locally, statewide, you know, federally. Um, and I feel like oftentimes like we vote for the president and then no one fucking shows up to vote for anyone else. Yeah. And you realize like, okay, like even if you go back to like when Barack was president, like why couldn't he do the things that he wanted to do? Like, okay, because no one showed up during the midterm elections and the Republicans won the House, or sorry, won the Senate. And so like, what could he possibly pass that he wanted to? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, 
understanding the full system. People think that like the, the president runs everything. Like, no, the president reports to us. Like, we are the people. Yeah. And, and like, and, and I'm gonna go off on a crazy tangent right now for one second. Please do. <laughs> but we've been tricked. Like, we're, we're we've all had like the wool pulled over our eyes to believe that like. Okay, we have to follow this person that it's elected by this electoral college, but we're only given two choices about who to cho- who to vote for, right? And in reality, like 99% of America's wealth belongs to 1% of its occupants, less than 1% actually. But somehow we're we're taught to pit ourselves against each other, right? Like if you're a white male and your race is like, okay, I'm racist against these black people. Why? Because you're lazy and whatever, whatever, whatever. They take off welfare. My taxes are going to whatever they... No, no, hear me out, though. I'm, oh, no, I'm like... I'm racist, mm. against, I'm, 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 I'm racist <laughs> against immigrants because they take all the good jobs and da-da-da-da-da. But I'm like... And, 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 like, okay, like, I've never seen a black nor a white person being in the fields picking strawberries. Like, and, and like, I, my mother grew up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So I've been all through the South, like in the mid, uh, sorry, all through the South and seeing like the folks who are actually doing these jobs that are literally keeping America alive. These people don't look like me. These people don't look like the president, the current sitting president. So it's like, like, why are you shitting? Like, like, why are you putting this narrative that we always have to compete against each other? It's because we, they're distracting us from realizing like, okay, the majority of the wealth of the country belongs to like, let's say 10,000 people. And if we all really came together and be like, you know what, you don't really deserve all that wealth. Not to say that we, we did like some Marie Antoinette shit and we like, you know, <laughs> off with their heads. But, 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 but realistically, like as people like saying that, like there shouldn't be someone who makes more money than half the world's country's GDP in a year. Like someone shouldn't have the amount of wealth when there's still people who really can't have a place that they can call home. Yeah. And that's why I, I don't, I, I have no problem with people being millionaires, billionaires, whatever. But I have a problem with a system that enables or takes away like basic resources from Americans. Like this is supposed to be the greatest country in the world, and I don't define our greatest country by having the greatest companies or having like the the richest person like in, you know, in the world. If we had the richest person in the world, we should have the richest country in the world as well. There's no way that those two shouldn't go hand in hand. There's also no way that someone should be homeless or like not being able to feed their like having the basic necessities. Yeah. It, it, it like it bothers me. So. Yeah. Um, well, especially after like all the traveling you've done and stuff and seeing how like other countries are run and how the p- different people are in different areas. It's like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get behind the narrative that America is the greatest country in the world. I'm I sorry. I, I just, agree. you know, and I haven't, I have, I'm not as well traveled as you are, but mm-hmm. I did, I did grow up with a parent who is an immigrant and you know, I wasn't born here, so uh-huh. I've never really had that, like, uh-huh. oh, I'm so proud to be an American. I'm uh-huh. just kind of like, well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I grew exactly. up here, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, once you start realizing that and kind of putting your pride aside a little bit and realizing that there are a lot of things that need to be changed yeah. and there's a lot of room for improvement, then the more people who get on that page, like, the better our country is going to be. Totally. That's just my two cents. Totally. I don't know everything, but... No, but you're right, though, because, like, I think there are people who think that this country can be divided. Like, we can still... Like, I can hate you, you can hate me, because we're different, but we can still stay a united country, and we actually can. Like, I think back to 9-11 when I was living in New York, 
like there was no black and white racism at all it's only because we decided to cumulatively turn our hate towards a specific group of people and that was like the islamic community so like all that black and white shit went out the window overnight because yeah. we united as Americans against someone else who tried to attack all of us. So in my mind, and I hate to say this. Which I have things that I think about that as well, but I, we don't have enough time. And I'm with you. And I'm with you. And I wish we had the time. But I just look at that. It's like, okay, do we need another event like that for someone to attack the U.S. for, all, for us to realize that we're the same? Because at the end of the day, it, it's like having a sibling, right? Like I have brothers, and I'm the youngest of four, of four boys, oh. right? And and with my brothers, my my brothers can pick on me all day. Yeah. But let someone else pick on me, like it's, it's time to fight. Yeah. I feel like it's the same way as Americans. Like, okay, we can mess with each other all day, but let like you know Sudan come here and try to attack America. Like, okay, now we're all now all of a sudden we're all Americans. Like, yeah. And, and we want to have each other's back. Like, no, 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 you're not messing with this country. But like. I feel like one simple thing that, the, that this country should do is we should change the way that we like identify. I mean, like when you sign like a form, it's like, okay, are you black, Native American, whatever. Like, I think the first word should be American. So I should be American black. It should be American whatever. Like American should be the first word, right? Because if you are American first, so why are you putting the country that they came from before the country that you actually are? There's a small thing like that, like yeah. in, in my mind, we'll, like like is is like mentally like it's a change because I'm American, and this is like what's secondary. Yeah. So like you know what I mean? I just think it makes so much sense in, in the sense of like instead of being African American, like you can be American African. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes it makes sense just from a perspective of like what like what are we what, who are we first? Because if you call me African American, you see me as being African before you see me as being American. And it doesn't have to be black. Like, if you're Irish-American, like, well, I see you as being Irish before I see you as being American. Like, why can't it be the other way around? Why could you be an American actor? Like, I see you as American before I see you as what's your secondary. Because America is a melting pot, right? Like, we're all from different places, unless you're, yeah. you're native. So we should be American first. That, that's just something that's always been in my mind. I don't know why that isn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you said you're a history buff, so... <laughs> There's people that, you know, shit got twisted around, you know, however many years ago. And then it kind of has just, things have gotten better, but there's still that residual, you know, that history that exists of just people thinking that they're better than other people for various reasons and whatnot. It's like, we need to get to a point where we're all on the same playing field and nobody is looking at another person differently because of just solely based on their race. It's like we're all you're like you're saying we're all fucking American. Yeah. Like, why does there have to be anything else? Yeah, but it bothers me, right? When we have like in any capacity, right? On a world stage, on a world stage is the only time that we show like unity in the sense of like we're supporting Americans, whether mm -hmm. it's like our soccer teams or like our international basketball team, or or, or even like beyond that, like. Whether it's like science, like if someone's American, like we're, we're going to root for them because they're American. But those same people, when they come back home, they can be treated differently because you don't know like the status that like that they have. Mm -hmm. Like like I, I I competed on an international stage, like I ran track, and you know like coming back home, it's like I'm just a regular dude. But like when I'm like with even with, sometimes with the same people, like if I'm if I'm out there competing, it's very different in the sense of like I get treated differently. So I'm mm -hmm. like. 
so it's almost like you're because someone's doing something for you or something that's bettering like this nation. It's like we're going to support them, but once they're off that stage, it's like it's not a thing. Like it's like Jesse Owens is probably one of the greatest Olympians in history, and when he came back to the U.S. after competing in the Olympics, he couldn't even get a job. Like, but we celebrated this dude because he, you know, fucked up Hitler and his, his whole, you know, uh, you know, Nazi regime was supposed to be the greatest athlete in the world, but couldn't come back to the United States and get a, a job. Couldn't be a barber, couldn't work at McDonald's, couldn't do anything because, because you know, he had to race animals. Historically, he had to race animals to raise money for himself. But this person, you know, represented the greatest country in the world. You know, on the greatest stage, brought home four gold medals and couldn't get, a, like, a normal-paying, regular job. I feel like it's still the same today. Like, you know, we'll support athletes and, you know, you know, musicians and all these other things, but it's like the normal day to day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to learn. It's a lot to kind of like sit back and realize that, oh, wait, I think maybe the things I thought or thought I knew are not actually the reality or there's other things that can be learned and there's change and growth that can happen for everybody. But you have to get to that level of admitting that to yourself first before anything else can happen. So, hope you're taking notes, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, love you. <laughs> but anyway, I hate to like cut the conversation off, but um, we are not in the studio right now. So this, uh, my little travel setup cuts us off at an hour and we are three minutes away from that. So... Um, do you have anything else you want to tell the people about yourself or anything before we sign off here? Um, you know, Chateau St. Michelle is a great wine. (laughs) (laughs) No, it literally is one of my favorites, actually. It's very good. It's very good. Um, they're not paying me to say this. (laughs) I wish. Hit us up. (laughs) No, but it really is a great wine. Like, seriously, I've been drinking it well before I came to Washington. That's what we're sipping on tonight, by the way, but it's great. I appreciate you for having me. This is, Thank you for coming. This is like probably one of the most fun nights I had in like the past six months. So I appreciate <laughs> you so much. I don't get out Hey, much. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Nobody's ever told me I'm a bad time, so. <laughs> I've got that going for me, I guess. <laughs> winning, winning all over. Winning all over. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And thanks for being here. No problem. Thank you. I will, of course, put all your socials and whatever else you want me to put in the episode notes, tag you and all the things. Appreciate you. If you want to follow CJ on Instagram, he posts some good shit all the time. I actually do. Thank you. I feel like we, like, I really could have, we could have gone in so many different directions, but I wanted to kind of just see where the conversation would go. So, um, I always, not always, but most of the time when I have guests, I'm like, oh, we'll have to do another one sometime. But, um... Yeah. Anyway. So does that mean we can't do another one? No, I'm kidding. I mean, we can. <laughs> Maybe not tonight, because, like... I didn't mean tonight. I, uh, but gonna... at some point. <laughs> this is my seventh drink. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start taking notes whenever you, I see you post something, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. TGIF. Talk to you next Friday. Adios. Bye.